Oh, man. All right, everybody. Welcome to another installment of the Hot Seat Podcast. Shout out to the village. As you know, it's routine. Every time we start, she has to yawn. So you know it's about to be a, another great episode. <laughs> and what we have here today, we could not go to the second stage without first bringing our pastor, the one has guided us since December, November? November, since November of last year up into the marriage and even currently today. So we had to bring him on, Pastor Manuel. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the leader, the leader of Carpenter Missionary <clears throat> Baptist Church. I mean, if you if you need a church home, please come on by. The teachings is, uh, I mean, you walk out of the church obese. I mean, you're getting that full. The word is good. At one point, you walked out of church oh, well, obese. Yeah. However, now yeah. mm -hmm. you just gain the weight sitting on your couch. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you get up with an overbelly. <laughs> well, uh, I'm obese for different reasons, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I'm getting my spiritual muscles up thanks to the leadership of Pastor. So. Today, we're going to date this one so everyone knows it is Tuesday, July 28th. We're dating this for a specific reason because there is something we're going to talk about at the end. But the focus is concluding the marriage counseling that we have uh, gone through with our pastor. So we're going to talk about what it is that we learned first. Go ahead. Take it away. So many lessons to reflect on, so many. Um, no, really, it was more so about getting both of us on the same page. Um, for those of you who know and those of you who don't, we're both very strong, independent thinkers. And <laughs> sometimes, you know, when compromise is supposed to happen, which is part of marriage, it's a... Uh, it's a little bit difficult. So we, we had plenty of conversations about how to, what does it mean? And that compromise is okay. And it's good for us and marriage. And we won't break from it. Um, I think that's probably like a lot of the stuff we talked about kind of circled back to that. And then just continuing to talk to each other and being understanding. Okay, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I would, I was, I would add on to it mm -hmm. that the importance of communication is at an all-time high, and during the entire process, is always talking about the expectations that you have for one another, and because we founded our relationship on hot seat, really addressing and being vocal on the challenges and difficulties that we have to deal with individually. So that way we have that support and um, understanding. So yeah, that was probably the biggest takeaway is, is the communication, the support, is making sure we have each other's back. And when the storms come, <laughs> we fall into the book that the pastor gave us and, mm. and try to find some wisdom find some um, encouragement, and that's sometimes a reminder. Because in the moment when you're going through certain things, you forget 
we get back on the, oh, okay, I'll just handle me on my own. I can do it my way. And we forget that there's, there's two of us that uh, have chosen to be together. Right. Uh, let me jump in right here and just say, I don't know if you've all discovered yet that, you know, when storms come, it's not like you're walking around with the manual all day, every day. I think, I think so, because you're yeah. the manual that gave us the oh, manual. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you hey. left that open. You realize that. You left no, that. no, I didn't, because I'm EL. I'm talking about an AL. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're not walking around with it all day. That's why it's important to really... Uh, you know, communicate those kind of things because a lot of the things we talked about were principle type things that you can, you can take lessons from, but you don't have to do them exactly the way it's written. You know, it's just the principle of the, of the matter. So um, storms are not necessarily just fall and winter in marriage. Storms come every season. So, uh, beginning you guys had storms before you got married it <laughs> was, was a pretty about a about a f3 at starbucks <laughs> about an f3 tornado at starbucks yeah but you overcome them and you, you you deal with them and you and you deal with the fallout from them and you're able to to move forward so that's good yeah, that is the that is I guess the most beautiful thing about marriage is having that security that you can say what it is that you have to say, whether it comes off the right way or not, that person is equipped with handling everything that you come with because God obviously designed the two to be together and he's chose which two to be together. The interesting thing is we get to find out if it's forever or if it's for a short term. And I'm saying that speaking from my parents' relationship. For them, it, it was the expectation it would be for the rest of their lives, but God only had it designed for a particular season. So, of course, the will of the person also plays, in the, plays a role in it if you're doing what's necessary to keep the bond connected. But I think if you're going to bend or break or use any of those type of terms, you should do it for someone who's, who's going to be right there on the ground to catch you when you jump or when you leap or whatever the case may be, when you stumble. You have someone that literally has your back. So I think that was um, encouraging for me as we're, I was going through the F3 tornado, as Pastor put it, <laughs> because it's been a constant. For me, it's, it's been a, I don't even know how to say this, a constant progression to me understanding how to be in a relationship because I've never had a true commitment and connection to someone to this degree to even give me the courage to step into the in world, as I used to say, into mm -hmm. marriage into understanding really what love is, is all about is all about i've always said that my two kids you know yvonne's birth opened the door to love achilles's birth opened the door to me understanding how to fight for it but not having 
a true understanding on what it takes. And it's literally a everyday, daily type of thing. You have to express it, you have to show it, you have to walk it, you have to live it. And uh, when you start learning more about God, he'll smack you in the face because you think you know everything. So here you go. Here's a nice little lesson right here, <laughs> right in front of your face. Well, I would, I would uh, want to challenge something you said. I know it's your show, but I want to challenge something you said. Please do. Uh, I would not say that God designed marriage for a short period of time. Um, I think when marriage doesn't work out, those individuals have to take responsibility for that. And it's not to suggest that they weren't meant to be together either. Sometimes we get in our own way and we can mess up what God has blessed. So marriage is, is designed. The principle of marriage is, is, is designed forever. It's designed till death do us part. So I would challenge, you know, maybe you worded it wrong. You got that red thing on your head. It's probably a little tight. <laughs> uh, but God designed marriage to be until death. And when it's not, then we as the individual have to take responsibility for it not for not getting there. That's all I would I would challenge you on. Yes. Yeah. So I would say the challenges that I have faced, mm -hmm. which means we have faced, is now that we've talked about it before, I'm not gonna go in depth, was the demon. Everyone who's watching knows what that is. If you don't, you can go back and watch that episode. And um, beyond that would be inadequacy. And for me, that, that breeds a lot. Uh, it's not just being in, inadequate in, in myself, but also as a father, now as a married person, as a being, as a person, in my, is anything that I'm saying and doing of value at work. It just, am I, am I good enough questioning myself, doubting myself, so all of those things lead me to shutting down, internalizing a lot, not expressing my emotions. And a lot of that does have something to do with how I was raised, but still at my age, it's, it, at some point it's a decision that you're choosing to live your life this way because experience would tell you that, come on, you, un you understand at this point. So with me, it's, it's opening opening myself to expressing my emotion and because I'm young at it, learning how to express it and to get it off my chest. Because I would, I would say recently, the, the honeymoon part one was not a great way of expressing my emotions. I nearly messed up the entire trip if I didn't. So um, learning how to express myself is something that I'm what I didn't say anything <laughs> is something that I'm learning as well as communicating my thoughts. <laughs> the pastor says that you speak in riddles, <laughs> and that that is like a defense mechanism because I'm not entirely sure if someone's going to accept the way I'm feeling or even understand how I'm trying to say it. So that has caused hair fall out and among other things. I'd say challenges would be 
actually walking, not walking, applying the lessons that were learned, or I should say that were gone over. I don't want to imply that they were actually learned because sometimes you got to revisit things. So we went through lessons. <laughs> we went through lessons and I think it's been, of course, life has given opportunities to practice and sometimes the practice hasn't happened. We haven't actually applied that which we were supposed to have learned. And uh, because we're not practicing or we didn't practice those things, it led to other stuff that, you know, they were the minor things, but of course, if we look back, the focus was the fact that we weren't practicing what we were supposed to have learned in our lessons. Which is what? Excuse me, I don't remember asking you any particular questions about examples. Well, let the people know <laughs> what they are. I'm just speaking in general. We have to be transparent. So what is it exactly? Well, I could tell you, I could tell you just from looking that well, one, of the, one of the things that I, I, that we did talk about was just how different you all communicate. Uh, Aquaya is not going to stop until she gets a full, thorough briefing, period. That's it. Like, there's no question she's going to ask questions until she fully understands. Floyd Dell is going to give you this wonderful uh, diatribe and you will come away from it asking yourself, what in the world did he just say? <laughs> so We don't even get to that point. I ask him right then and there after he finishes. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. So it's, you know, because you communicate differently. Well, the good thing is that you communicate, right? That's the wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that's the, the, the test or the, the trying part is understanding where you each are coming from or why you communicate that way. That could be difficult and you have to be patient with each other to understand where each other is coming from without um, allowing your frustration to get the best of you. So um, that's what we saw in our sessions is just the differences in communication and where you were, or even on Floyd L's part, wanting to share everything that needed to be shared as opposed to wanting to hold a couple of things back, which caused that weather report. Within, uh, <laughs> Cause the weather, so yeah, man um, cave got me in trouble. Man cave didn't get you in trouble, though. <laughs> <laughs> man cave literally exposed that you were in trouble. <laughs> That's all man cave did. But man cave helped you to yeah. see, you know, maybe I need to go ahead and throw in this red thing and this reborn shirt and. Give my life to Jesus. I get it. <laughs> right, that's right. Blood of Jesus. We were not practicing. Well, that covers the communication. Um, 
we were not practicing what was it uh speaking kind words about each other we were not practicing compassion and patience at times it's been six months <laughs> one one heck of a ride huh? <laughs> it's been a jam-packed six months then yeah. a lot I had, to, I had to think for a second wait a second was it february this year or last year <laughs> yeah february this year yeah so, yeah like i said at times and it wasn't it wasn't the whole six months there yeah. you know periods where we were just not practicing those. Well, let me, let, those let me ask you all a question. What has been individually, what has been the biggest adjustment you've had to make going from single to married? What's the biggest adjustments or the most challenging adjustment you've had to make indi individually? Ladies first. I Doc comes before the flow. Go ahead. Are you not the head of the household? And I have directed for you to go. <laughs> Since you want to use that, go ahead. You lead, I follow. There we go. Jesus. Okay. Since she don't want to go. Um freedom. That is the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Yep. I say it just like that, and I'm going to explain why. Being single, I'm able to handle things the way I choose to, the way I want to, the way that makes, because I don't have any other responsibilities to, the, to my two kids, so I can handle things the way I want to. I don't have that anymore. I have to balance and navigate differently because I'm married, and I have to communicate everything <laughs> as were before i didn't have to hold on i'm i'm pulling up this app it it translates for you when you don't understand what's being said <laughs> <laughs> freedom so this, this right here is going to lead to the last probably the last part of this podcast today but the way in which i i operate and navigate with my kids and their and their mothers so there's, there was a certain way I would handle things to ensure I maintain the connection to my kids, but also the peace, because I want to make sure that we created these kids so our children feel and feed off of when we're around each other. Even when we're apart, they can feel that there's something going on. So if we can show, act, and actually be cool with one another, then that will that will pretty that will just knock one thing off that the child can't use as an excuse. Well, I act this way because my parents were combating each other all the time. So my, get that out of the way. Well, I act this way because I didn't have food to eat. Well, we're gonna make sure you got food to eat, or I didn't have a place to stay, or all of this stuff. Try to knock those things 
out so that way that child doesn't have that excuse. And so being single, I was able to financially do things and make sure things were there just so that my child can make sure they're in the safe, safe and state, ah, safe and stable environment and pay for phones and different things like that to make sure I could maintain the communication. Now, I'm not blind to the fact that it, it helps the entire household who I may not be responsible for, but my focus is always on the kids. So that... Did, did we just jump to the end? No, nah, we didn't jump to the end. Just quick, quick synapses right there. My freedom with that in particular is what has been the most challenging. Okay. Akoya, what's the most challenging adjustment you've had to make? Adjusting to his freedom? <laughs> Remember, we're saving that for the end. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I guess you could say assurance. Knowing, you know, being by myself, it was me and Ray. And I took care of everything. And I knew everything was fine because I was taking care of everything. <laughs> she was good. She was happy. She was healthy. She was growing. So everything's on track. I'm healthy. Didn't need to go to the doctors working. Like everything was good. And I knew that. Being married, I don't know that. I don't take care of everything. I consult with Floydell about things and you know, decisions are made or decisions aren't made. And it's, you know, we'll see how things go and we'll talk about it later. We'll get to it when we get to it or, you know, and I don't know. I don't know if everything's okay, if everybody's okay. I don't know if I'm okay. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I just, I don't know. And I don't like not knowing, as you pointed out, I will ask a trillion and one questions to find out the answer and if i need to ask all trillion and one questions again i will ask them and if need be in the exact same order <laughs> so i can get the answer that's just how i am only so when she's I motivated don't know <laughs> no i'm like that all the time but life has taught me that sometimes you just have to sit silent Okay, well, I, I, have a, I have a follow-up question for you, Akoya. Mm -hmm. You said you don't know. Mm -hmm. Why don't you know? Because I don't have answers. So, you said before you knew that everything was good because you were taken care of. No, because I was taking care of it. It. Whatever right. it was, Whatever I took care of it. Yeah. So, do you think uh, do you think what you just said shows a lack of confidence in Florida mm -mm. or is it you saying you have to know everything that goes on for you to know that it's okay no I'm saying that when I ask a particular question mm -hmm. I deserve an answer to that question not a merry-go-round of metaphors and similes <laughs> so that I know we're good. 
is taken care of or whatever the situation requires of whatever it is. Give me a practical example. So practical example. Like, do you need to know that the lights were paid? No. Are you good with, if he says it's good, you're good. Yeah. He, I trust that he's going to tell me if bills aren't paid or something or that's something I know. Are you, are you referring to something a little bit deeper? So I can just, um, I'll ask about one of the kids, Yvonne or Achilles. I'll ask him. He doesn't know. Okay. You're going to, you're going to ask like the other parent or yeah. At some point in time. I'm trusting I'm going to get an answer because I asked a question, right? Two, three, a week later. So did you ever find, oh yeah, X, Y, Z. Well, <laughs> I asked you about that a week ago. Like, did they just tell you? Oh no, they told me the same day. Well. I swear I remember I asked you a question. Like, like, yes, you asked them and they gave you an answer, but the only reason you asked was because I was asking you. So shouldn't I be told the answer? Or the answer will be, oh, it's fine, don't worry about it. But that's not a sufficient answer for the question that I asked you. Like the question actually needs an actual answer. Two plus two equals four, not, well, two plus two, but don't worry about what the answer is. No, you need, you like, I need the equals four part. That completes the whole equation. So I don't know. <laughs> y'all want to, y'all want to shut it off yet? <laughs> so then is there room for both of you to compromise I don't really know exactly how I would compromise I mean it's not like I continue to press him for the answer I ask the question he says he's gonna find out whatever the answer is and then I wait so okay so don't ask the question no. <laughs> what else would I do? It, it means that Floydale has to be more open about what's going on. And then there are times when he says to you, no, I got it. It's taken care of. Don't worry about it. Where you say, okay, no problem. You got it taken care of. I'm good. Can, that, can there ever be a time where you say, okay, you said it's done. It's done, no problem. Because it's just like he doesn't, he needs to be more open. But then do you have to have the answer every single time? So that's the thing, I don't get the answer every single time. The only time I really go after it is when it's something I really wanna know. I have in my, you know, for myself, definitely minimize the amount of questions that absolutely have to be answered in a way I feel is sufficient. And I have seriously decreased that. Seriously. Because if not, my hair 
would look like yours. So I've seriously decreased it. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm logging off. I'm a I'm offended by that. That is a good look. That is a good look. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you know, I've I've really minimized it because like you said, I I will. I know I do. I'll analyze every word you use to answer the question and then ask you 15 more questions about the answer that you gave me. I know this of myself and I have minimized that. So, so now it's just those things where it's like, <sighs> this is one of those things where I'm asking you for my sanity and don't worry about it normally makes people worry more when it's something that they really need to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, here's, you know, here's what I would ask. Because again, I'm talking about compromise where Floydale has to be more open so that you don't get to the questions. But then if there's a time where he says, I got it, I take care of whatever it is, don't worry about it. Why can't you say, okay, you got it. And then if it does get to the point where something is messed up, then you have every right to say, now see, this is why I have a problem with don't worry about it because you told me not to worry about it, but you didn't take care of it. See, it's almost like you're not letting that happen. I've done that. She says she's done that, Florida. Well, she's taken your, don't worry about it, I got it. And it, and it turned out to be something she should have worried about. I don't know what that is. And he doesn't remember, ergo, it didn't happen. Hmm. <laughs> well, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's your show, but I'm, I'm leaving it. Uh, <laughs> Want to respond? Um. She's saying you... She gave you that chance and you 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 flunked, right? I don't recall. It's not on paper. It didn't happen. But all <laughs> all I have to say to, to that is again, it goes back to freedom. I feel like that is something I still, to some degree, not as much as before, feel that that's something I have to take care of. So if it has anything to do with that particular topic, then I'll handle it. Like, why is there a heightened desire for you to know all the time? Because it's not, there isn't something that's happening all the time. So whenever you want to know, that means something is happening at that moment. And why can't it just be, you know what? So I'll let him handle it, leave it alone. So for me, every time there's an inquiry into that, it's because something there's something is happening that needs to be handled. Otherwise, there's no conversation to be had because there ain't nothing going on. Everything's fine and dandy. So but, you're talking about the kids, yes? Yes, I am. Because you but it, didn't really say that. Though. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the kids. <laughs> okay. Because you're on that topic. So not necessarily, but okay. That was one example. And then there was another example. But okay. Kids. Yeah. So that that's just how I feel when it comes to that. 
It's just everything. I just have to, as again, freedom, have to adjust to be more open with that part of my life because it's not, that part of my life isn't my life anymore. It's our life. So whatever happens in that world now affects our world. It's not just mine alone. So it's me having to adjust to that. And I'm not, mm, like she said, strong-willed. So I'm stubborn. So it has a, it's not a, I'm just going to flip the switch and everything is good. It's a, do I really want to push it though? Ah, I don't know. I don't think, I'll, I'll, maybe next month, maybe next week. So it's just, I just have to put more practice into that. Yeah. Great stuff. Like I said, I don't do it as much as I used to. <laughs> maybe one day I will accept a I got it. Don't worry about it. And I'll, that'll settle with me and I will be okay. So maybe. what happens if he does, if he just says, I said, I got it. I'm done with it. And I don't want to talk about it. What do you do? What do I do? No, what do you do? Oh, <laughs> oh no. If I say that? No, wait. what if Floydell says that? You don't like when I say that. No, I don't like when you say that because who are you to just decide to end a conversation? That's exactly what happens. I'm a whole happens. person. <laughs> I am a whole person with a thinking brain and you're just going to tell me, stop thinking. And I'm sorry. No, that's not how it works. And... I've told you before, there are different ways to end a conversation that are kind and polite. And that is not one of them. It is your go-to, but it is not a kind or polite way to end a conversation. So what would, what, what would be kind and polite to end the conversation? Kind and polite would be, Aquea, I know you really want to know X, Y, Z. And I'm telling you that I've already handled it. And I would really appreciate it if we just didn't have to have this conversation anymore. You don't have to know, and that's okay. Because as we both know, I feel like I have to know. And me trying to suppress that is difficult. So assuring me that I don't have to know, and it's okay, could help. And don't look like that, because you've never done that. Thank you very much. Close your mouth. So. <laughs> I already forgot the first <laughs> word she said, because that was so many words that I have to say just to make you feel comfortable. Like, Obviously, what? you don't have to say those exact words, but something so kind and polite within your register vernacular would be appropriate. And that's where my communication, because I don't like to say a lot of words. <laughs> that was a lot. So I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what if he said, Aquaia, I said, I got this. I don't want you to worry about it. It's taken care of. Be at peace with it. Kissed you on your forehead and said, what's for dinner? What would you say? One. Figure out dinner yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> One, if he managed to say all of that, because apparently that's so many words. And two, in that type of a tone, because normally his, I said, I got it, don't worry about it, is not in a kind tone. It's not in a calm 
So your, your problem more is more with his tone. Than no, his words and tone. It's, it's the both of them. They're together. So if he said it the way I just said it, if he said the same thing to you, what would you say? Then I would say, isn't it the weekend? <laughs> it's your turn to cook. <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, I mean, if it were kind, polite words in a calm tone, then I would be able to receive it better and at least try even harder to just settle with that, knowing it is going to be a wrestling match within myself, not to ask another 16 questions. So, Flordell. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think what Aquaria is saying challenges your being the head of the house. <laughs> the head of the home. I would say there, I just, for me, I wouldn't say that. Now see, this is where I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, I'm, I'm throwing a softball, Doc. I'm not throwing a baseball. I'm throwing a softball. I Don't mean, swing and miss. It's, I, it's, it's really a yes and no question. Do you think I want you to honestly, do you think that when Aquaia questions you in this way, do you think it challenges your being the head of the home? Yeah. Thank you. That's the answer. And do you, Aquaia, think that when Floydell says, I got this, I don't want to talk about it anymore, just drop it, do you think that he is disrespecting you as a wife or your role as the woman in this relationship? I feel he is being dismissive to my thoughts and feelings regarding whatever the situation is. And then she'll bring up honest, open, transparent communication. Always. So it's just like, I... And everything else that we have learned. So... <laughs> I would be doing you all a disservice if I didn't tell you that there are going to be times where both of you are right. There are going to be times where Floyd Dale says, I don't want to talk about this. I'm done. It's taken care of. We need to move on to something else. And Aquaria, you're going to have to say, okay. You're going to have to say, okay. And then there are going to be times where Floydell says, I don't want to talk about this. I'm good. And, and it's going to be okay for, for Aquaria to say, no, we can't end it right here. You're going to have to talk to me about this. And I'm not going to relent until you do. There are going to be times where both of you are right. The, the, the thing you have to do is you have to make sure that you're being right about the right thing. That was tweetable. Don't trip. <laughs> you have to be right. You have to be right about the right thing. Because you could be right, but it'd be the wrong thing. Right? Mm -hmm. One thing me and Steve always talk about in my office that uh, he tells me, blessed him, just inside conversation was, you got to learn which battles to fight. Every battle is not worth fighting. You got to pick your battles wisely. Right. You don't want to start a war 
over what was really a small battle because you can start wars over little stuff. You don't want to do that. Some things are not worth causing friction in your relationship over. So you got to pick your battles. Floydell has to say, you know what? I'm not going to be proud. It ain't worth it. I'm just going to tell her what she wants to know and be done with it so that I can go to sleep tonight with peace and not be looking over my shoulder because she's sitting there like this with her hand on her head looking at me like, I'm not going to sleep till you tell me what you... <laughs> and there's some battles Okoye has to say, you know what? I'm going to trust him. He got this. It's not worth it. My inquisitive nature really wants to know. I do. But I'm going to, I'm going to back up. I'm going to back off. And let me, let me allow him to do this. Because also, it's a way of both of you showing confidence in each other and pushing each other. So, so yeah, yeah. Some, you're both going to have to, to, to get, get ready that both of you are going to be right in both instances. The question is, you know, you have to make sure it's the right issue. <laughs> like, it can't be something small like the bacon Western burger at Carl's Jr. is better than the Whopper. Like, no, I don't want, like, we're not going to fight over that, right? <laughs> we all know that it's really the 87 Big Mac. It's the 87 Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But I, I just think on both sides, there needs to be a heightened level of understanding one's plate and responsibility. Are we moving to the third one now? Yeah, we are. Excellent. I disagree with that statement. Because. <laughs> what statement? The one he just said? Yes. <laughs> That's fine. You said you have to understand your role or what comes on each other's plate. Is that what you said? He said he feels that there should be a heightened um, degree of understanding of the role. No, of each other's plate. Of what each we, other's plate. What we, yeah. have to, what we have to deal with individually. Because I see it as in a marriage, we each have our roles and expectations that we have to play. And I know it's different for us because we're blending. We're not, we're not creating things, we're not creating everything together from mm -hmm. the ground up. We're coming in with- Children. Children, with two houses, two lives built already, founded. Because we've been we've been through this for years. Bond's nine, Ray's nine, Achilles is his four. So this is all of this. Well, with both of them together, it's like fifteen years of development. All the storms I went through with them too, mm. and then with the challenges that she had to face. So she's got her structure. She she knows where everything is in the house. I know where everything is in my house. I know how to handle when certain something comes up. She knows how to handle. And something comes up but i think we have to understand each other's each other's responsibilities each other's plates because we operate those two differently she's woman i'm male 
So there's a different way I have to operate with the stuff I have to deal with. And there's something different that she has to operate. Now, in my head, she's woman. It's a lot easier for her because she's woman. I'm, I'm male. I'm man. It's not as I'm, easy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, Doc, before you dig, right. dig two graves. You dig <laughs> Okay. Here's what I would say. I think the challenge of, of, of being a family that blends together, the challenge is it is coming out of the role you were in, attempting to, to fill another need. So I won't think it is wise to just assume that for Aquaya is easier because she's a woman. In many cases, she has it harder because she's a woman. And I'm not saying that just to get comments and likes when people actually see this. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, so uh, if Aquaya has been running her house, leading the charge, taking care of Ray, doing her thing. She comes into a marriage, goes through premarital counseling, and hears the word submit, which she did, and she had a question about it. Like, hold on, you know, submit. That's a, what is that, a six letter word. I need to know what every letter of that word means. What does that stand for? So she has an issue with that, right? So. Uh, and 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 really, it was a great question in that, what does it look like? You know, it's not what does it mean? I can go to the dictionary and find that out. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it looks like. So for her coming in to a marriage where you as the head, the husband, now take over the final say of the house, she's got to let that go. That's hard, man, because you, you have final say in your house, but you don't have to let that go in this house. You still got it. <laughs> you're the husband, you're the head. But now she's coming in and she's really kind of letting go of her authority to you and saying, okay, I got to support you. And I also have to allow you to make the final decision, even if I don't agree, that's not easy. Yeah. Because if you do something that she doesn't agree with because she's used to doing something a certain way, and now you're telling her, no, nah, we're not doing it that way. That, you know, at least I can say for her, she may say, okay, but she gonna ask a few questions first. Because <laughs> she's gonna wanna know you got a plan, right? Yeah. And she's gonna wanna know what, what, what it looks like. So I think, uh, I think we have to understand, and I do think it's important to understand each other's role. This is where it gets tricky because in marriage, you have husband, you have wife, you have head, or you have help me. Those are non-negotiable biblically. Would you both agree with that? Yeah. Husband, wife, head, help me. Non-negotiable biblically. But then the role may look different. Because Floydell may be the one in a non-traditional sense, 60s, 70s, who's doing the cooking, who's doing the cleaning, who's doing the washing, 
and and Akwaya may be the one paying the bills. Doesn't mean you're not the head Floridale. It just means you have you're secure enough in who you are, where you can allow her to do some of the things that, in a traditional sense, you would think the husband would do. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if you cook better, Floridale, why wouldn't you cook? If you are a more of a, if you're a husband, if you, who who who's better domestically cleaning, why wouldn't you clean? You know, like it's. Yeah, it would be different if one of you didn't work, right? right? Yeah, whoever doesn't work has to pick up the slack doing the other things. That's just, if you like, if you can't cook, if you can't clean, you better learn quickly. <laughs> 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 you better learn quickly because you should, you know, again, let me tell you, I'm coming from a different perspective because I saw my dad do it, you know, mm-hmm. and people want to, you know, I get, am I a traditional man? This, blah, blah, listen. I saw my dad, my dad was disabled. My mother was a teacher. My dad couldn't work because of his left hand. He had a stroke when he was born and his left hand was kind of balled up. He had a job and something fell on his right hand. So he got permanent disability. So my dad raised us. My dad cooked breakfast. My dad cleaned the house. My dad showed us how to clean, showed us how to wash clothes. My dad cooked dinner every day, every day, even on the weekends. Sunday, we went out to eat, but my dad did it all. And one day, my dad told me and my sister, the reason why I do all that is because I told my wife that if she works and makes more money than I do, she would never have to cook. She would never have to clean. She would never have to wash clothes because that's the least I can do because she's doing everything else. So we got the non-negotiable role uh, category. Mm-hmm. Husband, wife, head, help me. But the roles may look different as far as what's on your plate. And to you, Floydale, both of you, like whatever's on your plate, you gotta be willing to get a tray and put it all on one tray. Mm-hmm. I know that, that hurts Floydale. <laughs> No, no, that's yes, it does. That's not that's not yeah. it. That's why I was gonna end my statement by saying <laughs> Floridale got them side saucers. Coasters <laughs> 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 too. <laughs> I don't need nothing staying in the uh, it, It's all on the tray. You got a side saucer on there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's why I was that's why I was gonna end my statement by saying that. Only that's what that's why I was going to give with the update on our current ma- marriage. When it comes to what you're saying, I have the final say individually and now in the marriage, and she has to adjust to the word submit on certain things. But I don't, I wouldn't say I even use that authority, if you will, in every aspect of, of our life. It's just when it comes to the kids and their mothers is where I have a great wall of China up. When it comes to everything else, I'm open and becoming more open when it comes to me emotionally. But when it comes to that in particular, I see it as what happens there is gonna affect the household. And I don't want anything over there 
to trickle all the way to her and her relationship with her kid. Because I know who I am as a person. She knows who I am as a person. She knows who I am as a father. And so I just feel with that, it's still an adjustment I have to make, but that's something I have to handle you know, in, in, my own, in my own way. And that's where I think, that's why I say she says she doesn't ask a lot of questions, but I don't think she realizes it's a lot of questions. That's not what I Because I'm the one that's got to receive. I, you said you don't ask a lot. You, this is, I this said much. I don't ask as many. But I never you, said I don't ask a lot. I said as many. There's a difference. But you do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm the one receiving it. So whenever, okay, put it this way. Whenever a nuke drops, that's when you inquire. But other, other than that, there, there is no inquiry. So that means for me, everything is going smooth. Everything's going fine. But whenever a nuke drops, that's when you ask questions. So on my end, that's every single time. And I don't think you realize that that's every single time a nuke drops, you're actually asking me questions. The break time, of course, I'm not asking you as many because there isn't a need to. Mm-hmm. So you're saying when nukes drop, you don't think she should ask that many questions either? You said what? When, you, when, there, when there's a, you said nuke. Yes, nuke, I said a nuke. catastrophic. Yes. There's a catastrophic incident or event you feel like she shouldn't ask you as many questions either at all all. is that what you're saying i'm saying she don't need to ask me no questions (laughs) no questions (laughs) catastrophic event no questions okay so flodell let me ask you this then your way are you trying to protect her yes i am okay because the because I brought this, I've, I spoke. We spoke recently, and but the thing is, when that stuff happens, she knows about it. It's not like she doesn't know what's happening because I tell her. But then it's like, all right, follow up questions. I'm done. I've, I've told you what you need to know, and I'm done at that point. So the last. I'm not going to say it on here, but you know, the last one, that accusation was serious. And that accusation could cause separation between her and her daughter if that would have stuck. So for me, it's just, I can't, I have to put a wall up somewhere. I got to protect her some, somewhere, somehow, and, and carry the weight and, the, and everything else. I just have to take those arrows alone. I don't want her to take them with me when it comes to stuff like that. So that's the approach I'm trying to take. How's that working for you? So Aquaria, how do you feel about whatever he just said? How do you feel about that? (laughs) You know that card game where every, you deal out the whole deck and then you have to put cards down like going like one, two, all the way to king, and you say, like, you have two twos, and then the next person is supposed to do threes, and there's, you know, one, three, and you're, the point is to get all of your cards down, but you don't necessarily have to be telling the truth. 
you know the name of that card game? What's the name of that card game? It's BS. I won't say the latter, but bull, that word. That's how I feel about what he said. Wow. Yes. It's a bit, yeah. bit graphic. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think he's trying to protect you? I don't. I think that that is an excuse that he that he's used so that he feels better about going about things the way he wants to go about them. No, 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 no. You need to be over here. I need to keep this wall up so that you're safe. It makes sense, right? That would make absolute perfect sense. I get that. But I'm not safe because even with a great wall of China up, as he says, what happens over there still affects everything on the other side of the Great Wall of China. You may be taking 82 arrows, but there's a whole nother 27 that went around. You're not protecting. You're making it worse because now the people on the other side of the Great Wall of China don't even know that they need to be shielded from anything because you have the Great Wall of China up there. So as I'm thinking sunshine rainbows, oh, something happened. Okay, well, what is it? Well, this and that and all. Oh, you give me some information. The statement I would have preferred you to say was, I tell her what I think she needs to know because that is what you do. You tell me what you think I need to know not what I need to know, because I need to know everything so that I can be prepared on this side for whatever happens, but I can't be prepared for whatever when all I have is a fourth of the pie that's going around. I can't prepare with that. I, I, I can't prepare, I can't support, I can't do anything except stand there looking confused until I get shot with an arrow. I don't want to get shot with an arrow. And I would hope you don't want me to get shot with an arrow. But if you leave me unprepared, I'm going to get shot with an arrow. We all are on this side of the Great Wall of China. So no, I don't think that it is protection. I think, like I said, that it is a great metaphor to be used so that he can do things the way he wants to. It's in place to protect the way he wants to go about doing things of that, as he said before in the interim and presently in this interview, it's something he feels he has to deal with on his own. That's not a we, it's a him. So what better way to keep it a him than to say I'm protecting her? And the only reason I'm saying it's not is because it isn't. I'm not saying that you aren't trying, but it is not protection. It just leaves me blindsided when something does happen. 
And then, like I said, if I'm asking you questions and I'm not getting answers or I'm only getting partial information and then come to find out three days later, oh, and then there was also this, it's I'm blindsided. So I'm injured because I'm blindsided now. I just got T-boned. How does that help? How is that? He's got what? T-bone. <sighs> yeah, it's not protection. It absolutely isn't protection. Well, I think number one, you guys need to move away from this Great Wall of China. Uh, it's his think, Great Wall. <laughs> uh, and then she's getting shot with arrows. So <laughs> you guys are living in the Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter time zone. You were actually watching that. So. Oh. <laughs> what I, I would say is there has to be a level of meeting in the middle to say, okay, I really am trying to protect you. Maybe I'm going about it wrong, but I need you to know that is my sincere desire to protect you. And then Aquaria comes back and says, okay, maybe I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt that you are trying to protect me. I would rather you protect me by informing me because information is more powerful than me not knowing. So if you're trying to protect me, I really appreciate it. And I want you to know, I do appreciate it. However, if we're in this together, let's be in this together. So you don't have to fight by yourself. So you don't have to make this battle by yourself. I'm good, that's what I'm here for, to be a help me, to push you to be who, who God created you to be. So just let me know what's going on so that I can do what God has called me to do. So you'll know you're not by yourself. And then Floridale comes back and says, okay, you know what? It's hard for me to do that because I'm used to handling this on my own. And I'm used to doing this by myself. So I need you to be patient with me as I transition from my single thought process in this area to being a married man who needs to make sure his wife is aware so that you can support me the way I need to be supported. Now I just did both of, I just did a conversation both of you need to have with each other but you gotta be willing to say those things. Not necessarily, not necessarily verbatim. However, the principle from the conversation is, we gotta work this out together. So Floydell, she's saying to you, I appreciate your protection, but you're not protecting me the way I need to be protected. She got her Baptist finger up. She got to go use the bathroom. Go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to interject. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to hear him respond to what you said. Huh? I'd like to hear what he, his response to what you just said. All I have to say is... <laughs> <laughs> You said 27 arrows and I got hit with 87. I think you missed the point that all of the arrows could have went over the wall and you could have got hit. 
I didn't miss if that. I'm standing, if, if I'm standing there and I'm taking arrows, obviously I'm in the middle trying to ensure that the what's happening on this side doesn't bust through the wall. I'm in, I'm standing on the Great Wall of China, taking the arrows and making sure I can stop as many as I possibly can. You're saying there's some getting through, but it, where's the recognition that all of them didn't get through? I never said I didn't recognize it. I literally said you were, you took the 82, but the 27 came over the wall. I know you took the 82, I'm watching you, but think of how much better it would be if I was just as well informed of the situation as you were, and we could protect the wall together so nobody gets hit with arrows and if someone does get hit with arrows we can help hold you don't have to bleed out by yourself i can put pressure we can have defense you can be protected you can have help but i can't help you if i'm just walking around and i start getting hit with arrows i can't help myself i can't help you i can't help anybody so i think it would be Go ahead and interject because I didn't get to finish my talk. That's fine. Oh. You pause. I thought that you had finished. That was what I was going to say. Okay, Florida. I say what you had to say because you wasn't going to hold it back. Go ahead and finish, Florida. <sighs> Go ahead and finish, Florida. In my question that I had. Go ahead. Is that what you're talking about? Hmm? You said interject. Are you talking about the question I had for Pastor Manuel? Yeah, that's what you wanted to do. Go ahead. My question to you was, you that Pastor Manuel, you know me relatively well, and I was just wondering if you thought that that conversation had honestly never been had before. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't had. Okay, I was uh, just like I said, that was just my question. No, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying it wasn't had. I think. Uh, but the other thing I think, like, so. You guys are talking Great Wall arrows. It's kind of hard to <laughs> follow. To, well, it's not so much follow, but just to be able to give proper, um, proper advice, or, or just to kind of hear and be able to kind of respond more accurately. Because if you're just saying arrows and wall. You know, it's like, uh, what kind of arrows? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think, uh, here's the deal. Blended families are hard, especially when you have uh, parents outside of your marriage who are not necessarily the best people. I don't say the best parents, but the best people may not be good people, may be good parents, but not good people. Of course, they may be <laughs> bad people and bad parents, too. So that's kind of hard to deal with. I also think it's important for you all to communicate the things that are going on so that everybody knows exactly what's happening so that you all can be a team. What makes LeBron James so great and what he gets thrashed for 
is that he's a he's he's a playmaker. He's got super skills, but he worries about his teammates being involved in the game. Now, he's the one individual that gets praised and thrashed for the same thing. Same thing. For 48 minutes. How long is a basketball game? 48 minutes? So for 47 minutes, Floridale, LeBron James is praised. Uh, 27, 8, and 8. Great player. The last minute of the game, though, he passes the ball to an open teammate. And he gets talked about all over TV all day because they feel he should be taking the last shot in the last minute. So what am I saying? You're a team. You got to be willing to be a team and understand that, that you know, we haven't talked necessarily about Aquaya because it may not be a situation, but if she did have an issue with Ray's father, it's a team effort. Not so much that she can make calls to your, you know, children's mother talking crazy to them. <laughs> That's not the point. But so that she could just let you know you're not in it by yourself. I got you. Because you don't have to be frustrated by yourself. You don't have to... Uh, you don't have to feel like the world is on your shoulder because you're such a great father and you're trying to be that great father and you want to be that great father. And I have no, I have no doubt that you have this strong desire to be the best father you can be. At the same time, your wife wants to push you and help you to be that and let you know that she's got you. But she can't, she can't let you know she's got you if I go back to you guys as a, or your term, Floydell, Great Wall of China. <laughs> if that Great Wall is there, now, think of it this way. If that Great Wall is there, now you're expecting her to climb the wall, peek over, <laughs> in order to get to figure out what it is that's going on. Because otherwise you would have to climb the wall, peek over to tell her what's going on. But neither one of you should have to do that. Just tear the wall down and, and try to be, be on the same page. Now, Flodell, there may be situations where I frustrate you with your children's mother and you say, you know what, Aquaria, I really just need some time to process this. So I need you to just kind of give me, give me some time to, to think through this and then I'll get with you and we can talk about this. That way you can have that time to process it, figure out what you want to do, how you want to handle it. But then you still need to come back to your wife and say, okay, this is what's been going on and talk to her and let her know. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, you're not about to mess up this issue of the show. You're going to post this show. <laughs> You're going to post this show. <laughs> I just feel she has more than enough information. She you feel, it? You feel like she has more than enough information. Okay. So maybe we have to talk offline so that I get the non-Harry Potter version so that I can, I can assess whether or not she really does have enough information. Because if she does, I might come back to Aquaria and say, Aquaria, what's the, what's the problem? What's the problem? You, 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 you want to know everything. You got. Oh, 
we absolutely should have a conversation after this. <laughs> and I'll be candid without great walls and arrows. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything else from medieval times. I think I'm going to go ahead and put that on when we're done. <laughs> Why are you watching great? Why are you watching Harry Potter? Uh, I've just been talking about him for the last hour and a half. Okay. How does the Great Wall and Harry Potter even go together? We're talking about China and then wizardry. I don't know, Doc. Think about it with Harry Potter. A lot of the stuff is. Well, wait a second. It's your riddle. <laughs> so you tell us. I never even brought in Harry Potter. Well, no, he did, but that's what, <laughs> with us talking about the Great Wall of China and arrows, it made Pastor Manuel think about Harry Potter, Harry Potter, which I can get it, because a lot of their scenery is, like, older, medieval, so I understand the connection. <laughs> I now, 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 look how crazy that is. I'm saying something logical, and you're like, I don't see how that agree. How that works. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about Great Wall of China, and me and Akoya are like, huh? What are you saying? I've, I've heard Tell a lot about the Great Wall, so I can read between the bricks. <laughs> so now that's where there, there's a connection. There's a lot of bricks in Harry Potter. That's <laughs> it, anyways. So yeah. So yeah. So that's that is our challenge right now. Current. That's the update where where we're at. And it's funny because all the information that we have, different tools and resources to navigate through problems like this, I think it's, uh, I guess, condemning in a sense for me that I haven't done as much studying as I should have, should be doing in the Bible. Because if I had, this would probably wouldn't be a problem. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to actually navigate through this time. Well, so that, that just, I think that highlights the point on being in your word, being consistent and doing it with each other, which is something we have not done on a daily basis. Period. So I just said that's something we haven't done. But then you add it on a daily basis. Like it's sometimes the. It is. But okay. So this has been a great episode <laughs> of the Hot Seat Podcast. I appreciate that Pastor Manuel, the busy hey, man that he is. Y'all going to post lunch. this show. Y'all are going to post <laughs> this show. <laughs> going to post this podcast. I'm telling you now, if I don't see it, I'm going to be like, wait a second. It's going to be posted. He's, he's a busy, he's a busy man. He took the time out to to help us close out and then give us some tools and resources to get through this particular aspect of our so, relationship, which has always been prevalent and at the forefront since the beginning of pre-marriage counseling. So can I just, I, let me give my final remarks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you close it out. Let me give my final remarks. So, all of us who are married, who go through different things, problems, whatever that is, the one thing we have to always remember is like we have the tools. It's whether or not you use them or not. Uh, I've bought things and they just sat there, <laughs> never broken down, never opened the box. 
And you ask me why, it's not because I don't have the tools. I just haven't done it. So it's not that you can't work through these things because you got what well, you're equipped to do it. Uh, what you have to do is remember one of the hardest things in marriage is to, is to be selfless. It's one of the hardest things to do, to be selfless. But this is why I've always told you all that you make sure that your friendship is always on part. Because when you're with your best friend, you'll do what you need to do to, to, to make it work. So even though Floyd L is frustrated, even now as I speak, <laughs> and that red thing around his head has gotten a little looser because his head is about to explode. <laughs> the one thing that you can always have and you can always be assured of is this. I may not agree with Aquaya, but because she's my best friend, I'm never going to stop trying to make it work. That was kind of deep, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that was kinda, that was I said. <laughs> because she's my best friend, I'm not going to ever stop trying to make it work. When somebody is not your best friend, it's easier to say, I'm done. I don't want to do this. Because friendship is hard to part ways, right? Mm -hmm. So I think as long as you keep that focus, you all can, you can overcome some of these obstacles that are taking place because of, uh, because you've, you're used to dealing with them alone. And who's to say if Aquaria comes across some issues she has to deal with that. Some of the, the way she's dealt with it may not come back to her mind and she struggles with, with it. I'm not saying she will. I'm just saying it's not, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's, it's possible that she could revert to some of the ways that she's used to handling it. And if she says, I'm used to handling this way, leave me alone. For Dale, the first thing he should say is, dang, that sounds like me. <laughs> you know? maybe I need to to give a little bit more understanding so that so that I'm not having to climb walls and duck arrows. <laughs> hey, hey, this is the only time I can tell you to say, look at your neighbor. Because when I'm preaching, I don't know. <laughs> Look, look, look at the person next to you and tell them you don't have to duck another arrow. You don't have to duck another arrow. Ah. <laughs> tell your neighbor, no more climbing walls. No more climbing walls. <laughs> so I'm, 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 uh, I'm proud of you both. Uh, I'm grateful for you both. You both are great people and you have a world of of potential as it relates individually and collectively. And I'm excited about your marriage and about your future as long as God remains first. As long as God remains first, there's, forget the sky, there's no limit. You can, you all can do what, what, what God has purposed you to do. So I love y'all, I appreciate y'all for even letting me come on and uh, yeah. Of 
course. I'll, uh, I'll send my fee via text message. <laughs> He's got it. Right, right. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. We wanted to be, um, to mix it up, honestly. We're, what you see in all the episodes is, is not always glitz and glamour, that there are troubling times, and we do need advice. We do preach honest, open, transparent communication, but we struggle with it ourselves. So it's not something that we've mastered. It's something that we're working to master. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all that we have for you today. You know where to find us. You know where to support us. You know where to share, like, comment. You know all that stuff. Support the Black businesses. Always do that. We're not done. Black lives do matter. We're still trying to changed how this world perceives us and everyone as a unit for the first time because we're all one people so support the black business reborn the perils who we rocking with today out of atlanta we'll drop the links and everything in the com in the description and in the comments peace love you guys next week village See ya.